This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Porpoise Pod rolling on here as we are getting ready for week one. Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. Hell of a way to start the season, just like it was last year, man. This one, last time it was uh, it was up at Foxborough, Xavier Howard snatching the ball from uh, Mac Jones, taking his lunch money. And this time around, uh, I feel like the defense isn't even a story going into the season in a lot of ways. It's <laughs> kind of funny. It's a lot of like everybody. We are so focused on what Mike McDaniel is going to do with this offense, revamped offensive line, Tyreek Hill, the year of Tua, everything on the line, new wide receivers, Mike Gusecki's role. And this defense is just kind of like, you know what, we're here. You know, we're here to do our thing. We're here to mess things up. We're going to make Mac Jones' life miserable. Does anybody have a more calmer job this season than Josh Boyer running the defense? Like, there is just no pressure on him. Everybody knows what to expect from the Dolphins' defense. Like, he just has to not glorily F everything up. Right. That's it. That, that, yeah. That's the bar that we've set with him. Like, you, you took over the defense. We kind of thought you were the one really in charge of the defense along with Flo. Just don't mess it up and everything will be okay. Like he has the least amount of pressure out of everybody within the organization. Yeah, I, I am going to, I don't, I still don't know because it was such a weird year last year because the way they played defense in the middle of the year, the way it flipped, something happened. Right. Like it felt like either a philosophy changed, play calling changed. I don't know what it was. They could, you know, people, you know, said that Josh Boyer, he says he's called the entire time. Flo would never tell you who's calling anything. You know, he'd have nine people calling the offense. It was all very secretive. You know, the only thing he would ever tell us is two is our quarterback. That's the, yeah. even though he nefariously always wanted to replace him. So, yes, you're right. I don't think he has pressure going into it because it feels like that's all lying on the offense. But if for whatever reason they underperform, I do think that, you know, people will be like, hey, well, what's going on here, Boyer? Right. Like, hey, right. you know, let's let's get Sam Madison and his defense coordinator, <laughs> which was, you know, you let a fox in the hen house, Boyer. I don't know how great a move that was by you. But either way, I still think, how could he screw this up? You know, you bring everybody back, essentially. You have guys like Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland who are only going to get older, better. Christian Wilkins, you know, is is on that teeter of young guy turning into a veteran He's got a big long-term contract. He's looking down the pipe. Uh, you know, so to me, they got a, got that perfect blend of like Agba and 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 Xavier Howard of like the, the old guard, but also like plenty of young guys who could still make this defense take a leap. Yeah, I'm even just like guys like Zach Sealer, who technically is Wilkins' backup. Uh, I'm just looking through here. Like if Melvin Ingram can come in and give you something this year, um, and then like John Jenkins – Raquan Davis, you mentioned Ogba. Um, like, man, the Dolphins really do have a really good defensive unit. Um, I guess there could be some concern with the linebackers, right? Like, we all love Jerome Baker, but, like, has has he really showed us that he's great? I don't know. Um, Duke Riley had a decent training camp. He had some good games last year as well. And I know we're, we're all looking forward to Channing Tindall, the draft pick. But, man, like, you're right. If there's something goes wrong, if something goes wrong with the defense, I guess the the questions will be out on Josh Boyer. But I still think this defense is loaded. Like I, yeah. I think it'll as soon as Byron comes back, like we'll see that elite defense that we saw last year with the zero blitz packages, getting to the cornerback. 
exposing weaknesses in the offensive line, confusing guys like Lamar Jackson. Like people forget that Thursday night football game, nobody had the Dolphins winning, and it was the defense that kept them in the game. Like it totally kept them in the game and dominated Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're right about that. And then you think about the idea of, you know, a guy like Zach Sealer who's always making plays. And yeah, he's right. technically not even the starter. Like that that line of Raekwon and, and Christian Wilkins and Havid Agba up there, like they're all very formidable. And they didn't have Raekwon Davis early on in the year either last year. Right. And it was noticeable because people could gut them basically. Um, so, you know, you knock on wood, you hope everything uh, obviously works out with health. You can never really count on that in the NFL and they're still waiting on the return of Byron Jones. But I do think that if this core, this young core that they have, like if they're able to get pressure on quarterbacks early on and really impose their will, I don't think having the absence of Byron Jones will be as big of an issue because usually that will, you know, kind of let up the pressure a lot on, on the other positions in the secondary. So Hopefully that is the case, but yeah, man, this is uh, this is an exciting, exciting time for that for that defense and and uh, what they're going to be able to bring to the table. And then you know, I mentioned like Javon Holland getting the captaincy last week along with Christian Wilkins and Alandon Roberts. It's a pretty it, it's a it's it's a really really great squad with uh, with some guys that you still think can get that much better. I'm interested to see how they play Mac Jones. Like, do you kind of just expect the Patriots to to establish the run game? Try to you know not let them get through the middle. Use all those big guys to push him back, and then force Mac Jones to make plays, which I think you'd be comfortable with. Or do you, do you just send pressure right away, confuse the hell out of Mac Jones, shake him up a little bit, make the Patriots run the ball? Like I'm very interested to see how McDaniel and Boyer approach this because it, it would be great if first couple plays. I mean, you just want to you want to get to him, you know, run run the zero blitzes get to him, confuse him, rattle him a little bit. But you also don't need to do that, right? Because even if you're the Dolphins, you kind of play a little zone, let Mac Jones try to make plays. I think you feel good about that as well. So I'm very interested to see how the Dolphins approach it Sunday. This was an interesting stuff. Like, Did you see uh, some of the quotes that McDaniel had about uh, Mac Jones basically seeing – like he basically kind of admitted that people – underrate Mac Jones or mock Mac Jones. It was kind of a strange thing for a coach to just throw out there that that narrative is, is there, but he said, uh, what do you see when you watch Mac Jones? He was asked, said, he's a really cool player. Loves using the word cool. Uh, Uh, I really admire. It is one of my, uh, one of my more impressive collegiate performances we've ever had. Obviously we're involved in the evaluation process in San Francisco came away, super impressed with his ability to play in the NFL game. I think he's a guy for whatever reason, People like to say subtle, disparaging stuff. I see a really, really good NFL quarterback and that he'll just continue to uh, to progress. And then, you know, he's going to go on for seven minutes there. But uh, that's an interesting, like, like that's a weird thing to kind of just throw out there. And, and I got to say, the coach has been kind of like, I don't know, like, not. I don't want to say he's been taking shots because it's not shots, but it's kind of just like, you know, with the Bill Belichick coming down here, he goes, I don't know. That's not really Bill Belichick's thing. I don't know. That's a strange thing that he's coming on down here. But listen, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We got to do our thing. Like right. almost a little bit like, I think I got you guys. Like I got you guys. I got you guys pegged. Like people like to say disparaging stuff. What about your quarterback? I mean, people, people crush your quarterback left <laughs> and right. And they're not subtle about it either. It's crazy. Mac Jones. And you know what's what weird about? His... Go ahead. What was his middle name again? Dude. 
his middle name is McCorkle. <laughs> I'm like, what? McCorkle. McCorkle. <laughs> I, I just find that strange. By the way, he was also named a captain, a copycat. That's what the C I did see for. that. Yeah, I did see that. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. What about what about Devontae Parker not being on the injury list? I mean, that's Belichick trolling us. Devontae, not even just being, you know, limited, just, just totally off the injury report. That's that's old Bill trying to trying to you know test us a little down here. Yeah, if Bill, if, be. if Bill Belichick really wanted to prepare for playing in the South Florida Heat, he should have just asked Devontae Parker, "Hey, how did you prepare to play in the South Florida Heat?" and then do the opposite. <laughs> Right. Because, like, uh, <laughs> he always just had hamstring issues. So, just like, yeah, it's Stewie. What, Devontae, what was your uh, – okay, you had – all right, mm. you had uh, Fruit Loops in the morning. Okay. okay. Well, we're not going to do that. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. But I found, that, I, found that, I found that just such an odd thing for him to throw out there. He's like, oh, yeah, for whatever reason, people are uh, kind of disparaging about Mac Jones. I don't see it. Okay. Okay. Do you not? Do you not? I don't know. I don't know what to believe with you, uh, Mike McDaniel. I think that just did you I, see uh, did you see the videos of uh, of the Patriots practicing on these soccer fields in in West I Palm? I did not. I did not. Oh, I know. Man. I know the. I know the place where they're at. Palm Beach Atlantic is close to my house, so I, I know exactly where they are practicing. But no, what would they, what do they look like? It's but they're just like you know Palm Beach Atlantic, and no hate to them, but they're not like this fine academic no. institution. It's a, it's a small little college. It's a small and, little, uh, yeah, it's a small little private college that's li- like there's for people who are down in Dade who listen to us. Like it's next to this place called City Place, which they have in Doral, right? Which is kind of a similar setup. Like you got a cheesecake factory and improv. Uh, you know, a couple bars there. And then right off the beaten path is this Palm Beach Atlantic, which is just such an odd school to go to. I just don't understand. I was surprised that Barry University honestly didn't host him because Barry's down here and they've hosted a lot of like, they've hosted Super Bowl practices. So maybe they just right. didn't want to, they didn't want to cancel their kids' practices because that, that did happen up at Palm Beach Atlantic. Yeah, but even like FIU, they're on the road this week. FIU's right. FIU's facilities are are really nice. Like they're all brand new, pretty much. Barry has some good ones. I know a couple of times when professional soccer teams come down here, they practice at Barry or at FIU. Yeah, like I know I, it's it's I, so I, strange. I, I think it's really one of these things where it's like he wanted them down here to adjust to the heat, but also didn't want them anywhere close to the fun. Like I think that's kind of what the I think this must have gone into his head where he's just like, okay. But Yeah, but but Tobin, these guys all make millions of dollars. Like they can just Uber to Miami. That that's what I said last week. Where I, I don't understand that. Like you have them two and a half hours away from Miami. They'll just all rent a limo and get to Miami if they want to. They'll go to Fort Lauderdale. You know, they'll go to downtown Fort Lauderdale. They'll go to Hamershi Village if they want to. Like it, it makes no sense to have them posted up all the way out there practicing on women's soccer fields, which, by the way, if you look at them, aren't in the best shape. Uh, not the players. I mean the fields, the pitches, no. as uh, some soccer fans would say. Like it, The whole thing, I mean, we've been talking about it. I know we've been making fun of Bill over it, but really the whole thing is bizarre. It really is. Like this isn't it's, – it's what McDaniel said. This isn't a Belichick move. You know, it, it's almost like he seems desperate at this point. It's very weird, and then you do make a good point because, like, look, and I can say this. I'm a proud alum. Dude, it's the Sunshine State Conference. Like, you're not you're not getting the the creme de la creme out here. You're not like, yeah, you should go. Like, it's, you make a good point. Like, you're going out here. The whole point is to get your, 
your your million dollar athletes fine tuned for a game, which you're not going to get used to the heat down here. It's it, it's it, it's hell on earth right now down here. How hot it is! And I know it's hot around the rest of the country too. I just don't understand it. It's very strange and uh, whatever. You know, it's been we've beaten it into the ground, but he's uh, yeah. he, he definitely seems like he's lashing out this year, which is interesting because you know he is this genius and you got all this stuff going on with Tom Brady and they're always attached to the hip and to, to a degree I kind of get it like there was a little bit of this with Pat Riley and LeBron where like you know Pat Riley did some crazy things he gave Deion Waiters an extension you know he maxed out Hassan Whiteside these these were these were crazy times even the greats I think can have their loopy uh their loopy moments and right. I think for I think for Bill he may be just going through like he's just trying to feel some stuff out yeah, that's what happens when you have uh, Mac Jones as your quarterback. Like, you, you start nice. getting desperate. Did you see, by the way, Tobin? So, somebody, like a weather account today, posted what the temperatures would be like Saturday for the Southern Miss UM game at Hard Rock. Dolphins play okay. the day after. It's the high is 93 degrees Saturday. The low, or I'm sorry, the high for Sunday is 90. But the heat index, so like kind of what it feels like, the heat index will be over 115 Saturday. Nice. And they're expecting it to be close to that Sunday, right around, you know, it typically gets that hot around 1, 2, and 3 p.m. So this whole thing of Belichick coming down here, trying to get his guys prepared for 95-degree weather, and it's going to feel like 110, 115 on the field, sitting, baking in the hot sun, is seriously, like, we have beaten it into the ground, and we're trying to make fun of it, but it's just stupid what he's doing. There's no other way to describe it. It's stupid. Our players have been practicing in the same heat for six to seven weeks. Some of them are used to it over the course of the couple of years they've been down in Miami. And you think you can get your players acclimated in West Palm in three days for 100-degree heat? It's dumb. But here's the thing that's strange about it. I just find it, it's it's one of these things that I feel like the more we dissect it, I feel like he just did it to just do kind of a mind game thing. Cause even like McDaniel acknowledging like this isn't a kind of move that he does. Maybe that gets a rookie head coach thinking a little bit overthinking Maybe. a little bit. Maybe that's the whole ploy of it because look, like you said, I think even if you're a Miami dolphin, like if you don't think a Miami dolphin can get cramps down here, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, Tyree kills doing nine hard snaps a practice during camp. Like he's not going at the rate that he would. Jalen Waddle hasn't practiced for nearly a month. You know, like this is the, 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 so you're talking about the star dolphins aren't in three hour football shape at high competition. It's going to take some getting used to, and it's going to be yeah. result. And I really do think that you're dealing with some serious heat between the humidity that's down here and all that other stuff. I don't really think you can prepare for it. If you're Belichick, and I don't really think the dolphins Yes, I technically they'll have an advantage, I would say, because they're more used to it. Maybe just the initial walkout of it, but I don't really think that anybody's going to have that big of an advantage from the heat. I think that it's going to be one of these things where it's just going to be miserable, and they're both going to have to deal with it to some degree. But I certainly don't think that Bill Belichick's going to be able to catch up like Rosetta Stone on the heat or something like that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. very very it's strange. It, it, you're, you're so right, man. Like there's, there's no way to prepare for 110 degree heat. There just isn't. So, and, and when your players are a little banged up and, and they're not, it's week one, which is why I'm, I'm shocked that the line moved to, to dolphins minus three and a half, by the way, like people typically will put money on the Patriots 
they see Dolphins, Patriots. It's just like this legacy thing where Patriots have been dominant for so long. They typically beat up on the Dolphins, which is the way people see it, even though it's not true. The Dolphins have had the best winning percentage against Bill Belichick out of any other team. Yeah, it's Uh, also the worst record he's had, I think, since 2013 and any other place has been down here in Miami. He's never lost lost four in a row to the same team. And if the Dolphins beat them uh, on Sunday, it'll be the first time in the Belichick era that he loses to the same team four straight times. Well, how is that possible? Because I was told that the Dolphins have a bum at quarterback. So how is <laughs> how is Tua Tungavailoa going to be the only person who's 4-0 against the great Bill Belichick? That's that's weird. He owns Bill Belichick. Tua absolutely owns Bill. 